Welcome to another episode of the Phantom Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon, and today we are here to look at week four. Just a little preview, nothing too crazy. Um, Obviously, we have some weird times, some interesting variables this week on the schedule to factor into our fantasy lineups and just how they're going to make up and shake up and who knows, maybe even we'll get some extra games on TV due to some of the changes that are up and coming. Um, obviously, with Hurricane Ian going on, just want to first send our thoughts and prayers to all the people that are affected by it. We hope that you're all safe and we hope that you are all well. Um, just know that we're thinking about you and wishing you all the best. And I know as a podcaster, that's difficult coming from me because obviously I have no idea what it's like to be in a hurricane growing up in the Midwest. Um, there's definite, It's definitely got to be scary for some people. But yeah, just know that our thoughts and prayers are with you at this time. Um, this does affect uh, fantasy football, and there are some implications that could occur as a result of this. So yeah, it is uh, going to be interesting weekend, especially with the London game. So, uh, as usual, brought to you by Phantom Sports Industries. Join us at phantomsportsindustries.com. We're just another portion of the sports section on the internet. Uh, love to have you drop by if you want to look at a story or just see some of our stuff. Follow us on Twitter at FSM underscore fantasy. Look at some of our other podcasts. We got Odds on Favorite with Robertson and Ben phantoms on the mound for all the baseball guys out there, Dakota Lee and Rowan going to break some MLB stuff down for y'all phantom football podcast with Simon Ronan and Ben. I, I mean, what, what could be better than that? So go check those guys out. They do a good job on their pods as well. Um, but this is the phantom fantasy football podcast. We're going to get into it now. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So week four, a lot of interesting things to consider here when we're looking at the schedule this weekend, how we're going to shake things up, how we're going to play things out, um, how we're going to set our lineups and, you know, just our, our best situations. So I hope you all had successful waiver wire pickups today. I hope you all got the guys that you wanted. Um, I hope that you got the right guys too, and I hope you let somebody else in your league pick up the wrong ones. Um, but ultimately, who knows? We can only base who we're going to play in our rosters off the stats, off the snap percentages. You know, it, it, it's a crapshoot. We're not, we're not in the meetings with the teams every week, so we get to <laughs> we get to guess, uh, make educated guesses. And I guess one thing to consider that. I hadn't really thought it before, but uh, I guess just the past couple of years with fantasy football, and I don't know if this has been like a regular thing. I think it has been though, but teams putting guys as questionable on Wednesdays uh, going into a Sunday game, obviously if they're going to play on Thursday, they wouldn't be listing too many guys with the Q tags, but 
it seems like the team simply put a guy on as questionable or, you know, on the I not the IR, but they put they label them as like a non-participant in practice to give them that extra day of rest. So uh, based on some of the stuff we've been hearing in a lot of interviews, uh, everybody comes back in on Monday after the game to watch the film. Um, and then sometimes guys get Tuesdays off, Wednesdays off. Obviously, they're watching film. They're getting their treatment in. But uh, the team still has to report on that. And that is why we see all the guys with the questionables uh, on Wednesdays. So a lot of times when they're questionable, they're probably going to still play. So you don't normally have to worry about that. Now, come time Friday, going into Saturday, you know, game time decisions when you're seeing probable, then doubtful, then out. Um, That's usually the progression of how it all goes um, in terms of the you know, the fantasies, right? Because I'm speaking like Michael Pittman week two, he he went down that direction and he was out for week two against the Jags. So uh, yeah, for all the Michael Pittman owners, we had to figure out another alternative. So um, that was a fun little pivot, but that's just the stuff that you have to, uh, you have to factor in with fantasy football. And that's okay because that just forces us to be more creative and find new ways to win. Uh, week in and week out. So let's take a quick look at this first Thursday night matchup. We have Miami traveling to Cincinnati. Well, I don't think they're traveling anymore. They've been in Cincinnati basically all week. So let's put that into consideration there. If I'm Miami Dolphin, uh, it stinks. Like I haven't slept in my own bed now since um, probably since like Sunday night. Um, probably went up to Cincinnati early so that you could avoid getting caught up in the hurricane. So less, I mean, obviously these are NFL teams, so they have to travel pretty well. But when you don't have your things that you need at the facility that you have with you every day, it can definitely get, catch you off guard. So, um, you got to hope that your Miami dolphins are treated right. Especially Tua, he got knocked around on Sunday. Um, I've got to assume that he's going to play. Um, would I play him, though, against the Cincinnati team? That I would, I don't know. I might put caution tape on that, but if he's going, I think you've got to give him a start just because of the capabilities of Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. because, you know, all things considered, Thursday night football, if the conditions are right, offenses can really fly because defenses haven't had as much time to recover um you know just the depth isn't always there on thursday nights for football so um you know it's all in the eye of the beholder of course you're obviously playing jalen waddle tyree kill in terms of the running backs i don't want to start chase Edmonds, but if i have to start him i'm going to and raheem moster i don't know if i'm playing him because i don't know if he's going to play now if this is going to be one of those things where this weekend's Chase Edmonds weekend, this weekend's Raheem Mostert's weekend. The workload for Chase Edmonds was not strong on Sunday. He did not get a lion's share of just any opportunities. He just got the two touchdowns, which helped a lot of people win if you had him as your RB2. But I I don't know. I think that there's a chance that 
Miami might be a little beat up after that Buffalo win because that was a dog fight. That was a mosh pit. Um, impressive win, but um, it's going to be tough for them to turn around and uh, play heads up against the Cincinnati team that has the firepower that they have. Obviously, on the defensive side of the ball, Miami's pretty stout, but Cincinnati is kind of a mold of them. And I would go so far as to say, I think Joe Burrow might be a little bit better of a quarterback than Tua. A little bit. No, a lot of it. Joe Burrow is better than Tua. I would rather have Joe Burrow than Tua. More accurate. He's got that. He's just, they're both dogs, but Joe Burrow just has that playmaking ability, just certain intangibles about him. We like better than Tua. So, Apologize for any but any LSU people, any uh, any Cincinnati fans. I should not have said that. I would rather start Joe Burrow than Tua in this matchup tomorrow night. I'm starting Jamar Chase. I'm starting Tyler Boyd. Um, I don't think that. Let's see here. T. Higgins probably not playing tomorrow night. He's gotten knocked around quite a bit. Um, that his injuries have got to be affecting them in some capacity. Um, so we just, yeah, we just don't know. Uh, I hate to see it, but, um, yeah, I'm leaning towards, Oh, nothing. He says to be healthy. So, um, does not. Yeah. He's just go. He's a go. I'd start him. Um, and then in that instance, I mean, obviously Tyler Boyd could get more snaps because T. Higgins might not get as many snaps due to his um, situation. But if you want to start Tyler Boyd, I mean, he wouldn't be the worst. I mean, obviously you're not going to flex him because remember it's a Thursday night football game, so you have to start those guys so you don't so you don't monopolize that flex position. You can keep it flexible. You're gonna you you want fluidity this week, so that's Thursday night. Um, oh yeah, Joe Mixon too. If you have Hayden Hurst, not the worst option for tight end either. Um, Mike Kosicki as well for Miami. I think that Cincinnati's gonna win this game, but you know, stranger things have happened, and Miami's a wagon right now. So who knows if they're gonna take that momentum and push to another victory. Um, won't be easy though will not be easy all right so let's take this down to london town as we go to minnesota and new orleans now i say minnesota at new orleans on the schedule that's a joke i'm sorry i just can't take that seriously Uh, it's a road game for both teams no stretch about it um if we were to break this down in terms of london games I would go back and look at stats in terms of how teams have done um, in London in previous years. I know that um, the Jaguars are um, are the NFL team that goes to London the most, but um, I think that now this is a thing that everybody's going to go there consistently and... Um, I'm not even sure like what to expect from uh, a results standpoint, but we have to take this seriously. So let's see here. In terms of previous 
history for London games. Well, it's looking like, so in 2021, we had Miami and Jacksonville. They played close, and then New York Jets and Atlanta Falcons, and they played close as well. So New York Jets lost to the Falcons 2027. Miami Dolphins lost to the Jaguars 2023. Um, Yeah, I guess this is all in the eye of the beholder. Justin Jefferson is a must start, obviously. I'm calling Chris Olave a must start if you have him just because of the sheer volume that he's getting. Obviously, that could change if Jameis Winston is hurt because I think that if they do not have Jameis Winston as the starter, that his value is not as strong. So obviously, he is questionable right now. I don't think Andy Dalton is... uh, I don't know if I trust Andy Dalton to get Chris Olave the ball the same way Jameis can. Um, So just be on your P's and Q's about that. Um, And then also on the Vikings side, uh, be sure to be wary of Dalvin Cook's situation as well. He is playing hurt. I think that Kirk Cousins is a safe start in this game. If you need a quality quarterback who can get the job done, now, obviously, Kirk Cousins sometimes folds under the pressure, so who knows how he does with this many guys looking at him. But, um, yeah, we'll know a lot more going into the weekend, so make sure you're paying attention to how this game is going to shake out. Yeah, I think that Justin Jefferson, you're starting him. Adam Thielen, not the worst flex. Um, obviously, this New Orleans defense is elite, but... I think that this um, Minnesota receiving core can do good work against them. And I think that New Orleans offense is going to have to produce to beat this Minnesota team. But I ultimately think the Vikings can come out of Tottenham Hotspur Stadium with a victory. All right, let's get into uh, the stateside matchups here. So first off, Cleveland at the... Atlanta, this could also have hurricane implications too, I was seeing. Depending on how Hurricane Ian travels, this one could have some effect on the ATL area too, if I'm not mistaken, Um, from what I was seeing on CBS Sports. So we know that the Florida games are definitely affected. It's looking like the Bucks and Chiefs games is moving to the Midwest. Um, I'd like to say that I, you know, all right, let's say everything goes well this game. Who knows? So Cleveland at Atlanta. Amari Cooper must start at receiver. Um, David Njoku, I mean, he, he could. He could be a start this weekend. It's Atlanta, so I don't have any confidence in, any other Cleveland pass catchers? I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones, but nobody really has him on their roster. The volume's just not there. I think you are, yeah, you're starting Nick Chubb. You're starting um, Kareem Hunt. And that's all I'd really do against Cleveland. Miles Garrett had the, had the dangerous car accident. Uh, you know, thank goodness he's okay. That would have looked really bad. 
Um, I hope that the passenger in the vehicle with him is all right as well. That was an unfortunate situation. Um, yeah, you, you just you hate to see um, other human lives involved because the NFL player ultimately, if they come out fine, they're you know they're who they are. Their agent takes care of them. But when there's other people involved, it's not always the case. Sometimes just sign an NDA, go away. Um, but we're you know we're we're thinking about them wishing them all the best um so yeah that would be my thoughts about cleveland i don't know if i'd start their defense be just because you know jadavian Clowney not there either so i don't think miles garrett's gonna play this game so cleveland defense might take an off day um, doesn't mean that they won't have production. They just won't be as stout as they usually are. And then for Atlanta, I don't think I'm going with Mariota, but I do think I'm going with Cordell Patterson, Drake London, and Pitts. So you have to go with those three at least. And I don't think I'm touching anything else on that offense. So... Moving on, Buffalo at Baltimore. This is going to be an awesome game. Josh Allen going to want to rebound from their pitiful finish in Miami. Um, Like I said, uh, just a weird game for Buffalo. Isaiah McKenzie did bulk of the, you know, the scoring. And um, does that mean I'm going to start? McKenzie this week I don't know like I need to see more than just that um McKenzie Devin Singletary who knows if they repeat Gabriel well Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs you're gonna start for sure Singletary Isaiah McKenzie uh Singletary RB2 uh depends on your situation in your roster and then Isaiah McKenzie is a flex if your roster deems it worthy so um Dawson Knox you want to think he's going to have a better day, but he was not involved as he usually can be, and he would be uh, questionable today. Um, I'm not picking up Tommy Sweeney just because. So, yeah, if he if Dawson Knox is good to go and he's your tight end, you could start worse options, so go for it. Um, I'm not picking him up, though, just because. Then on the Baltimore side, you're starting Lamar, best fantasy quarterback so far this season. He's looking like his 2018 form, um, you know, on this prove-it year that he's uh, that he's doing. I It's impressive. Then you're doing Mark Andrews. I like Duvernay. I like Bateman. And that's all about it that I'm going to start from Baltimore. Now... Um, yeah, uh, in ter- in terms of your roster setup, Duvernay and Bateman, good wide receiver twos. Um, yeah, that's about it that I have from that end of the spectrum. Also, just to re go back to New Orleans, I don't think I told you who to really start there. I apologize. New Orleans, um, we'd go with Alvin Kamara if he's healthy. And Chris Olave must start. Michael Thomas, it's looking not good. So he's probably your bench. 
And then um, I don't know who else to really trust in this offense. I don't think I'm starting Mark Ingram, Latavius Murray. Um, yeah, just not a lot of options on the Saints offense outside of the names that were mentioned. So that's probably why I didn't mention anymore. So I apologize. But all right, back to Buffalo, Baltimore. I don't think I'm going with any of these defenses. You've got two high-powered offenses. This could be a shootout similar to what Baltimore and Miami went through. And especially considering that Buffalo's corners are not their strength right now. This could be a big opportunity for Baltimore to win in the passing game. And Lamar has been doing that in exemplary fashion. Next up, Washington is traveling to Jerry Land to Dallas. Um, so for Washington, not okay. I was impressed with Dallas's defense um, against the Giants. I know it was just the Giants, but the Giants have been frisky this year, and Micah Parsons is a stud. So I am okay with starting Dallas's defense. I think that Diggs is going to get an interception um, against Carson Wentz because. I don't believe Carson Wentz is feeling himself after the performance he put on last week against the Eagles defense. So um, I'm starting CeeDee Lamb, Cooper Rush, maybe a pick up, you know, just a quick pickup and start could be a good option in DFS. Um, I'm playing Ezekiel Elliott and I am playing Tony Pollard, who is looking like an absolute stud right now. Um, it's just so weird. Just the dynamic between Elliot and P- Tony Pollard. Um, I am just, it's strange. So yeah, depending on your circumstances, I would start both of them. They both have production capacity in this matchup. No question about it. On the Washington football side of things, Terry McLaurin has been kind of non-existent. Jahan Dotson had an off week last week, but him and Carson Wentz have a connection. Um, I might take a flyer on him this week, though. Um, Curtis Samuel, potential start, and Terry McLaurin, potential start. Like I said, it's all going to depend on what your roster demands, but I wouldn't be scared of tapping into other options this week. And avoiding the Washington football team, the Washington commanders altogether. Um, Yeah, I'm not buying a lot of Washington stock right now. Seattle visiting Detroit City. Um, I like Jared Goff this game. If you need a quarterback to just fill in for a week, this is a great start. He has been producing enough to be a viable option um he's gonna throw a little more i think um he doesn't have the depth in i mean don't get twisted like we love jamal williams and we love this craig reynolds kid that they signed but i i don't think that they're gonna do every play obviously and it's all going to depend on the health of Amon Ross St. Brown, too. Um, he's questionable, but if he's good to go, they're not going to hesitate. And um, I like DJ Chark. Um, 
sneaky pick up this week. Um, I don't think he'll play, but if he if there's enough like bang like bang up here in this receiving core, former Badger Quintus Cephas is also an option. Don't 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 play Quintus Cephas. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have even said it. Wisconsin Badger fan here. I'm a little biased. I love Quintus Cephas. I wish he would play more, um, but he's just not in this receiving room stacked. And if Jameson Williams comes back, I don't think Quintus Cephas's role is going to increase his injury last year, set him back a lot. So that's too much Quintus Cephas for one podcast. I apologize. Um, on the Seattle side of things, I wouldn't feel the worst playing DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. And that's about it. Um, Will Disley could be a tight end option, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not reaching for it. If that, if you know to be to be frank i'm not i'm not put going out of my way to pick up too many seattle seahawks in uh you know in a fire sale so that should be an interesting game look for detroit to get that win though um next up la chargers at the houston texans um chargers have talk about not living up to the expectations we had and it just feels like the Chargers are always just set us up for failure, just set us up for disappointment year in and year out. I am tired of this team. Um, obviously, if Justin Herbert is playing, you're going to start him because you picked him to be your starting quarterback in most weeks. And he puts up the stats to garner that role. As for everybody else, Austin Eckler has not lived up to expectations not I shouldn't say lived. He hasn't played up to our expectations that we expected him to. Um, I just, you know, you wish he'd be playing a little more efficiently uh, than what you expected him to. Um, yeah, just uh, four carries last week against Jacksonville for five yards. That is not what you did. That, yeah, no. I would anticipate that they want to get him a touchdown. Um, but the way they're getting Isaiah Spiller and Sony Michelle also involved in this offense, same with Joshua Kelly, it's like, what the heck is going on there? Um, so you got to hope Austin Eckler gets a touchdown this week. He's due for one, that's for sure. Um, Keenan Allen still questionable. I would anticipate his role being limited. I like Mike Williams and Josh Palmer. Um, Joshua Palmer has been exceeding expectations the past couple of weeks. Um, you know, he had the touchdown in the Kansas city game and he had six receptions for 99 yards against Jacksonville. So they're not afraid to play him. It's just, are you sure that he's going to get those opportunities when Deandre Carter has been getting involved, when Mike Williams has been getting involved simultaneously um, uh, I, I wonder with Jalen Guyton getting out for the season, unfortunately, we hope he gets well soon with that ACL, but, um, you gotta wonder, does that mean more work for Josh Palmer or regression in some capacity? So I, he would, he would be a sneaky start or even flex if your roster called for it. Um, it all depends on what your roster calls for. And then on the Houston side of the ball, I'm playing Damian Pierce. 
I think I'm staying away from Rex Burkhead. Uh, I just can't predict that backfield right now, but Damian Pierce looks like he's getting the bulk of the carries. Um, Davis Mills just haven't seen that production that he had last year, so I'm steering clear. I'm playing Brandon Cooks, and I'm sitting Nico Collins. So that is my LA Chargers, Houston Texans thoughts. And then we'll switch things up going to another AFC South matchup. Uh, Tennessee at Indianapolis. Indy is looking for redemption. They can win this game. Um, You're playing Michael Pittman. You're playing Jonathan Taylor. Um, Jonathan Taylor had a questionable today with a toe, a.k.a. I need another day of rest. Um, Let's just hope that Frank Reich can lead these guys to another victory and Matt Ryan can play like he has played football before because it has not it has been far for right far from ideal in terms of the Matt Ryan saga this these first 3 weeks so you got to hope that they're going to get that back and rolling Alec Pierce an interesting play at receiver not definitely not the worst uh Tennessee has a, has a decent defense um, but the, Matt Ryan has been targeting Pierce and Pittman the most. Um, so it wouldn't be the worst to play either of them. And then on the Tennessee side of the coin, you're playing Derrick Henry. And I Traylon Burks has not been what we thought he would be per se. Um, you're I don't think I'm playing Robert Woods either. There's just a lot of uncertainty with the um, with the setup of those two teams. So who knows at this point what to expect. Um, it, I mean, you have a couple of certainties, but definitely not enough for for my liking. And I would hope that I can get some more production in another matchup for some of the other role players on this team. Just to take a quick peek at it, Alec Pierce had a 59% snap percentage last week, but um, if we were to look at it from the Michael Pittman side of it, he's definitely out there a lot more. Yeah, 94%. So Michael Pittman is a start. Green light go with Michael Pittman. Next up, we have Chicago at the New York Giants. That's one of those games somebody has to win. I think it's New York Giants. I like New York Giants defense in this matchup probably the most out of a lot of the defenses this week because of their frisky nature. Um, I like, um, I think it's Richie James. Um, He is going to be getting the bulk opportunities I feel like in the passing game for the Giants um yeah Richie James I would play him if you need a if you need a quick start at the receiver position I think he's also a sneaky pick in DFS as well so um he definitely finds some value there with Richie James um Saquon has been incredible obviously playing him you gotta hope if you're a Khalil Herbert owner that he's going to 
outplay Montgomery. But if David Montgomery is there as well, you probably picked Montgomery to play him. So I would, I'm staying away from anybody whose role is to catch a pass in Chicago's offense. So I'm not going with receivers. No, thank you, Dante Pettis, Equiminia, St. Brown, Byron Pringle, um, Darnell Mooney. I'm all right. Uh, same with Cole Komet. I'm benching them. I am leaving them on waivers. I'm not even sniffing them. Um, just not a good situation. Uh, so it stinks uh, that Sterling Shepard is out for the season. Um Look for the circumstances with Wandell Robinson and Kadarius Tony. If they're playing, you gotta expect they're gonna get some opportunities as well. I don't know if Kenny Galladay is is gonna get anything. It's just kind of been a train wreck on his end. Um, yeah, so somebody has to win that game. I think it's the Giants though. Jacksonville is playing at Philadelphia. This is gonna be a really good game. Um, really excited to watch this game. I think that Philadelphia's defense is a start here. Um, Jalen Hurts is a start. Miles Sanders, start. Devontae Smith, start. A.J. Brown, start. Dallas Goddard, start. Um, that, no, it's Brandon like Philly or something? Yeah, I, Philly is, is a wagon right now. Um, and then Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I feel like you gotta kind of, you know, ride the wave if he got that confidence in that Chargers game, um, going on the road again at Philadelphia, I think, you know, if you have a better option, I would go with the better option, but, um, you could go with worse. So, um, Trevor Lawrence is a viable start. If you're scared to start Trevor Lawrence this week, pick up Jared Goff and play him against Seattle. If I if that that's my honest opinion. Don't if you think that he is going to have some regression, which he very well could, do the Jared Goff move. All right, um, and then you're playing Christian Kirk. I don't know if I'm playing Zay Jones again this week. Obviously, he showed out last week, um, but will he show up again? I highly unlikely, but. If this Jacksonville team is as good as we think they are, they're going to have to get rid of the ball quick because of how good Philly is in the trenches on both sides of the ball. So defensively speaking, uh, you're going to need Zay Jones to make plays to win this game. So if if Jacksonville's going to win this game and you think Jacksonville has the upper hand against Philadelphia's secondary, go for it. Play Zay Jones. Mind you, watch out. Because look at what happened in the Minnesota game a couple weeks ago. And that could very well be the other side of this. Um, Doug Peterson returning to Philadelphia. So that should be interesting um, from a coaching perspective. That was where he got fired. Um, Obviously, Sirianni, the coach in Philly now. Things have changed quite a bit since he's been gone. So he's going to want to have something to prove from a play-calling perspective. Um. Yeah, playing uh, James Robinson, of course. Um, he is awesome. And then I am sitting Travis Etienne because he is not the bill of goods that we were sold. Great NFL football player, though, in a two-back system. Next up, the last game that we're covering on the 
early slate for Sunday is New York Jets at Pittsburgh. And I don't hate that. I don't hate picking the Jets to win this game. Um, here, let's take a quick look. I'm going to look at the money line while I'm talking about this. I really like the Jets skill position players. Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Michael Carter, um, Elijah Moore, and Tyler Conklin. I think that they are good starts. Um, this Pittsburgh defense is depleted, as we saw against Cleveland. Not saying that this Jets team is, you know, anywhere near what Cleveland is, but they're definitely are worse teams in the NFL than the Jets. So, um, yeah, you can start their skill position players. They should get you something. And then on the Pittsburgh side, Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, and that's about it. I don't think I'm going with anybody else there. So um, just because I just don't really like the way they're set up. Chase Claypool and Pickens are just not getting the opportunities that you would want them to to start. And you got to wonder, like, is that a Matt Canada issue? Is that a Mike Tomlin issue? I'm not sure at this point. I can't even. New York Jets plus 145 money line. That's decent. I might take that. Don't you take that. Just because I take a bet doesn't mean you should. All right. So next up, um, on Fox, the Fox game of the week for the... Okay, so this is how this works. So the Fox game of the week is going to be Arizona at Carolina, or they don't really have a game of the week because CBS has both of the good matchups, it looks like, or whatever. Arizona-Carolina... Um, NFC game, Arizona traveling to Carolina. Oh, how to determine this game? Well, I like Dorch. I like Greg Dorch in this game. Kyler, you're going to play him. Um, um, I like James Conner and potentially Eno Benjamin. It's going to depend on the rest of that backfield. Obviously, um, I don't know if I'm playing. No, no. I mean, you can try to play. This game could get just get off the rails, and there could just be a crap ton of points, and we're all just befuddled by the outcome of this game. But all right, so James Connors playing, um, and then Eno Benjamin is also playing. So if you're desperate for something. And I guess you could go with Eno because Cliff Kingsbury sure likes talking about him. Don't know why. Um, yeah, Marquise Brown, you're playing. Uh, gotta think that you're gonna play Greg Dortch too. If he if Greg Dortch is a go, then you're playing him as well because Kyler needs options. And I am also starting Zach Ertz. So that is Arizona side, Carolina. I said stay away from DJ Moore, but I, was, I actually sold him on the last episode and buy, sell, or hold. 
but I think I would buy him in this game, although Baker is the variable that I find so uncontrollable and just un I can't figure him out. I can't figure this Carolina offense out outside of Christian McCaffrey, who you're obviously going to play. So hopefully Christian McCaffrey gets more involved. You want to see him score points. That's what you drafted him for. Um, It's a shame that Baker hasn't figured out how to get him the ball. You'd think you'd want that guy getting the ball. Um, Last, not last, but next up, New England traveling to Green Bay. Um, Mac Jones not starting quarterback this week for the Pats. Um, I think it's going to be Zappy or is it going to be Hoyer? It looks like it's going to be Brian Hoyer. Um, I, if the Packers defense plays like they did against Tampa, this New England defense does not have a chance. Um, do I think that New England's going to score? Uh, maybe. Um, uh, this could be a shutout, though, for the Packers. And I'm not even saying that. I'm trying not to be biased here. But I wasn't, impre- I wasn't impressed with them last week. I... They what they let Lamar do, Aaron Rodgers can definitely do that too, especially in the passing game. Not from a running perspective. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers and Lamar are very different quarterbacks, but Aaron Rodgers is going to know how what to do and how to chop this defense up. So, I like um, if I have to pit play a Patriot player, I'm fine with playing Damian Harris or Andre Stevenson as my RB twos. In terms of my receivers, I can't guarantee Devontae Parker is going to do that again. Um, Jacoby Myers, he can catch, so he might be a good wide receiver too, or flex. So I'm just not impressed with any of these Pats off options. Um, I might stay steer clear of any of them. And then on the Packers side of the ball, um, I like Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. If you have to play AJ Dillon, I might actually bench him this week though, just because he's been showing some regression and just it's not his role to do what Aaron Jones is doing. There will be the A.J. Dillon game, and it will come soon. But if you can find better production on another like running back solution for your roster, it wouldn't be the worst. Because if you can put that flex position that you might use A.J. Dillon for with a receiver that's actually going to get targets and potential touchdowns, that's just way more guarantee with that to a victory. Um, yeah, I just don't know um, until Aaron Jones is injured if A.J. Dillon is the guy. Um, obviously you don't want injury to happen, but that's kind of AJ Dillon's condition right now. Um, and it's, it's not even like AJ Dillon's not getting on the field. Him and Aaron Jones are out there on the field together all the time. It's just the plays aren't going to him the way that you would want them to. So, um, and then I really like Romeo Dobbs for the Packers this weekend. I think that he got some confidence and confidence instilled, into him uh, in that Tampa Bay matchup, being lead receiver, getting a touchdown. I like Alan Lazard, and I like uh, Big Bob, Robert Tanyan. So that is my Packers assessment. Randall Cobb, um, if you need an emergency receiver, he's another option as well. So that's the Packers. Oh, Packers defense. Good start. Good start this weekend against the Pats. Next up, Denver at uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Russell needs a rebound game, and this is the perfect team to do it against. Um, there just hasn't been much. Um, there hasn't been much impression that Vegas has given us. 
And I don't know if that's because of McDaniels or is it because like Carr? I, I'm not sure. I, I haven't really, you know, boiled it down to where the issues truly are because Derek Carr has all the weapons and he got upgrades. He Derek Carr got major upgrades in his receiving core with Devontae Adams and it's just been inefficient and just ugly for the most part josh jacobs is a good play um he seems to be getting more of a role week in and week out we did think that he was going to get kind of pushed to the side with mcdaniels coming in and bringing in you know all those other running backs but he's proven to be a must start right now um Devonte adams you're starting him um let's see here hunter renfro's status uh, if you want to take a flyer on Mac Collins, be my guess. I don't anticipate him repeating that. If he does repeat that performance from last week, then we're talking about um, a must grab on the waivers. Um, Hunter Renfro is still questionable. He had that concussion. He was still sidelined on practice today, so I don't think he's going to play. If he does, I'll be surprised. Um, but strange, you know, crazier things have happened and he's a tough kid. He's a tough guy. So Matt Collins, not a bad option to play, um, projected obviously exponentially less than what he scored last week. He was one of the top receivers last weekend, but he has opportunities here. Um, I like this Denver defense though. I think they're stout. I think what they did against the 49ers, um, just, just impressive. Can they do that every week, though? Russell Wilson needs to do them some favors and score some touchdowns. Russell Wilson is not doing his defense a solid. He's putting them in compromising positions by not making plays on the offensive end. So we need to see more from Russell Wilson, and this might be the opportunity for him to do it. If him and Nathaniel Hackett can finally get everything put together to beat this Raiders team, it's not impossible. I'm also playing Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, if he is available. Um which yeah it's looking so so yeah jerry judy uh, i feel like you have to start him if he has the big play option you have to and then um playing javante williams and melvin gordon uh now why melvin gordon is getting more opportunities than javante williams i have no idea and i was on the odds on favorite podcast advocating for javante williams to get more more playing time and he really should um he, I think he is getting the bulk of it, but Melvin Gordon just, uh, I know, shout out to my former Badgers, but I just, you have, when, when you see greatness in Javante Williams, you can't, you have to, you know, like, you know that you have to give him the ball more. Um, yeah, 45% of snaps. No, not wrong, Williams. All right. That was Jamal Williams. All right. 45% of snaps for Javante Williams versus Melvin Gordon. We'll do this quick. Come on now. Apologize. All right. Melvin Gordon, 45. Okay. Melvin Gordon had 38% of snaps. So Javante is getting the line share of the opportunities, but Melvin Gordon is still just... He, it's going to be difficult to gauge, but I feel like you have to play him on the off chance that he gets a big play broken off against this Oakland defense situation. So yeah, you could, you could be in worse situations than 
having to play uh, a different running back. I wish I had Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon on my team, to be completely honest, because right now my running back situation in one of my uh, my league of record, I, would I call it league of record? My longest standing league, um, it just hadn't been the strongest. I kind of went for a zero RB build, which was beneficial the first couple of weeks, but um, uh, I... I'm trying to figure out how to position myself to be in a better position. So uh, stay tuned. Nobody cares about my fantasy team, though. We're here to help yours. Um, Then Sunday Night Football, Kansas City at Tampa Bay. This game could move to the Midwest. This is not going to be in Tampa. I can almost guarantee that. And the time could change as well. Um, As in terms of what time, I I don't know. But... um, if I'm playing Tampa Bay, I'm playing Mike Evans. I'm giving Russell Gage another shot. Uh, if Tom Brady's my quarterback, I picked him to be my quarterback because I'm a Tom Brady guy. So, yeah, you're playing Tom. Uh, you're playing Leonard Fournette. And that's about it from the Tampa side of the ball. Kansas City, you're playing Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, probably an RB2. Um, I don't think I'm playing Jarek McKinnon or anybody else like Pacheco. Um, I'm obviously not playing a wide receiver because nobody knows who's going to catch the ball for Kansas City outside of Travis Kelsey. It is a different wide receiver every week. Last week was Juju's Juju Smith-Schuster week. Um, this week could be Marquez Valdez-Scantling week, for all we know. Um, too many hyphenated last names. <laughs> no, not, not the reason at all, but um yeah it's just you don't know who's gonna get the catches who's gonna get the production the touchdown outside of Travis Kelsey stinks wish he had more you know Tyreek Hill was so easy to pick for Kansas City um yeah it's just this this offense and as a Kansas City fan you probably love it because you get to see diversity and complexity and different wrinkles in your offense and the defense doesn't know which guy's going to get the ball this week great for that situation but uh as a fantasy football player not so much and then for the Monday night game we have the LA Rams at San Francisco at Santa Clara um so obviously that's a Cooper Cup play for sure, Tyler Higby play for sure, Allen Robinson. Um, if you have to play him, he's a wide receiver two option. Um, he's just been I feel like his touchdowns have been robbed from him, you know, just like barely out of his hands to getting called back because of an injury for whatever reason. Um, that was a thing. So, um, yeah, San Francisco. Debo Samuel, um, Jeff Wilson, that uh, Brandon Ayuk. So those are the three guys that I'd feel comfortable playing there. Kittle, if he's on, like you got to play him too. So that would be the Monday night matchup. Matt Stafford, obviously, too, your quarterback. I don't. I'm not playing Jimmy G. I just don't. I don't have the confidence in him. So. That is the slate this weekend. So I hope you all got something out of that. I just wanted to do my quick run through of it. Um, I thought that it was good for the most part. If I left anybody out, 
um, you should tweet at me at FSM underscore fantasy. Um, rip me a new one just telling me, hey, you totally screwed this up. I'm all for the criticism making the show better. Email us any questions. Uh, FFFpod, P-O-D, at protonmail.com. That's FFFpod at protonmail.com. Um, yeah, send me options for buy, sell, or hold too. Um, I'll tweet something out. Uh, we're going to be doing that buy, sell, or hold once a week uh, in the early um, in the early week episode. So hopefully we can keep this two podcast a week uh, schedule for you all where I'm doing the pod on Tuesday, come out Wednesday, and then I'm doing preview Wednesday to come out Thursday. So um, like I said, don't hold me to that. I have some things coming up, some life changes coming up. So my schedule is not going to be the same. And sometimes I'll have to consolidate the show into one episode during the week. But I think I can at least guarantee that I'll have an episode for you on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And if I can't get it to you on Tuesday, I'll get it to you on Wednesday. So I think that's how we're going to do it. And I'll tweet this and put it on all the social pages and stuff. We have Instagram and TikTok now too. So follow us on those. Handles on those are the same as our Twitter, FSM underscore fantasy. So yeah, follow us on there. I'll try to hop on those as well to promote the pod um answer any questions anybody has give some more fantasy tools tips and tricks that i might have some uh whatever utilization you're using this pod for you know i'll just love being a resource and a tool for you all so hopefully i'm making your teams better and hopefully you see some success down the line this season so yeah with that being said enjoy week four enjoy thursday night football um like I said, if you're in the Florida area or anywhere southeastern United States that's affected by Hurricane Ian, thoughts and prayers with you all. We hope that you get through this safely and successfully. Um, yeah, just uh, want to shout you all out. And uh, with that being said, that is a wrap for the week four preview. Everybody have a great rest of your week. Peace. This is Simon Short of the Phantom Football Podcast, part of the Phantom Podcast family. Every Tuesday, join me, Benjamin Parker, and Ronan Summers as we react to and analyze every game, piece of news, and trend across the NFL. Listen, subscribe, rate, and review the Phantom Football Podcast on Apple and Spotify. 
follow the Phantom Football Podcast on Twitter at Phantom Football and email the show at phantomfootballpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.